Hello and welcome back to another week of the Misfit Podcast. I am your host Georgie Paul and today we will be having a conversation that may not be for everyone but I think it is for a lot of people and it's something that I am actually really passionate about and haven't got to talk about much at length and I'm excited to share my own personal story and different experiences of people I know, friends, you know, family. I've had this conversation a lot intentionally over the last four years with people and I think you can listen from either someone who's experienced it, has had their own version, or maybe is looking to have kids in the future, or even, you know, a male that is listening from a perspective of maybe trying to understand a woman or a mother. And I just want to first off start by saying I'm going to share my own personal experience. And like I said, those people close to me was so uninformed about it before and the conversation with me was minimal and just you know with anyone I know maybe they hadn't experienced it or the the two pages of the health book in school that we went over it but I think it is the most one of the most least talked about biggest like elephant in the room in our culture and with having a baby and being and becoming a mother that if I can create a conversation where even a, somebody doesn't feel alone in this or starts asking questions, the last thing that I want to do is scare someone who is not yet a mother. Because before I even go into it, I have friends that look at me like I have two heads when I say some of the things that I'm about to say. And they didn't have that experience at all. And they didn't have any of the symptoms of any of this at all. So you just never know, and I really want to share my story with it because I am such a naturally happy person that when I did come across any conversations, I was like, oh, I'm not somebody who experiences depression or anxiety. Like, I've never had that. That's not something that I think that I would have. So as you can tell by the the title of this, we're talking about postpartum and postpartum anxiety, depression, there's a long line of things that can happen after you have a baby to your to your mental health and your emotions. And I'm just going to start with my personal experience and story. So, I guess the place to start for my postpartum would be with my pregnancy because a lot of the anxiety that I faced, so I guess I'll just start with I personally had postpartum anxiety with a side of depression but mine was way heavier on the anxiety side so my pregnancy caused a lot of the postpartum which can happen for a lot of people either their pregnancy or maybe like a um, traumatic birth like a stressful birth or something like that can lead into these things as well from what I've read but my pregnancy was extremely difficult um I, we planned to have Ari, so I wasn't stressed in the sake of my own relationship or an unplanned pregnancy or anything like that. I was super excited to be pregnant, but there were circumstances that caused stress. So, for example, I literally threw up all day long for eight months. 
like the second I got symptoms, which was a few weeks into being pregnant, it wasn't like a morning sickness. And I thought, you know, if I just get through this first trimester, everybody says, you know, hang in there. I, for whatever reason, was sick all the time. I was sick when I woke up. I was sick when I went to bed. I worked in our nutrition clubs and it, I wasn't able to do that after it got so bad because I could only be up and talking for a short amount of time and then would get sick. I would get sick if I ate. I would get sick if I didn't eat. <laughs> I would get sick. I would not have cravings. People talk about pregnancy cravings. I would get something in my mind and think this is the only thing on the face of this planet that I think that I could eat. In which a side note, which I just think is interesting, it was only food for my childhood. So it's just really funny how the body works and the brain works and your hormones and everything. But it was only random foods from my childhood. And then like, let's say we went to a restaurant, I would see something and be like, I can eat that. And by the time that the waiter brought it to me, I would be sick. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to eat it. So I lost a lot of weight. I, um, you know, it was just really stressful for me because like I said, I was such a busy, working, working out, happy person to where this just kind of like overtook my life. And I felt, I just felt really out of control with it because for one, I don't think anyone would say, I love throwing up, but I despise it. Like even when I was little having the flu, I would rather have anything than the flu. So now I just had the flu 24 hours a day. So I went to my doctor, of course, because I was like, this, people are telling me this is an abnormal sickness. They have medicine for this. So I go and get the medicine for my sickness. And I'll try to keep this story short, but uh, Josh used to officiate basketball games and I was, st I was at home alone one night and for some reason, my eyes kept flickering. I was trying to go to sleep because I didn't feel good. And this medicine was supposed to make me stop being sick. And my eyes started flickering. So Josh didn't have service and he was at a basketball game. So I called my mom and I called Amber. She was like the only person I knew at the time. My mom's like, see if Amber will come take your, your heart rate. So I called Amber and she's like, yeah, let me get the kids in bed. Because I wasn't trying to alarm anybody. So I was kind of acting like it wasn't that big of a deal. Well, then it started getting faster and faster. And I couldn't, like, my neck was, like, throwing back. And I was so terrified that I called her back. I called my mom to talk to me until Amber got there. And I was like, you have to come now. Like, I got to go to the hospital. And my stepdad was like, I think you're having a panic attack. Crazy things can happen when you're you're having a panic panic attack. You can lose control of your body. Long story short, by the time Amber got me to the emergency room, I looked like I was having a seizure. Like my body was full on convulsing. My neck was throwing back. I had no control of any of my muscles. I was crying. We were laughing because I looked so ridiculous. Like I was laughing. I was like people were staring at me. And Amber just like we got back there. And come to find out, they gave me Benadryl and it completely went away. I'm terrified. I'm like, something's going to happen to my baby. She calls Josh, finally got a hold of Josh because wherever he was, he didn't have service. I'm pretty sure he drove like 80 miles an hour to the hospital. And come to find out that a, a, actually a large percentage, it's like 40% or something of people have this reaction. It's called dystonia to this medicine. So they're like, oh, it's no big deal, just Benadryl. And I look like I just had been in a car accident because it was like somebody was grabbing my ponytail and ripping it back, if you can imagine the 
what this was like and nothing was wrong with the baby obviously and he's just like you can't have medicine so that to me I was just like there's no option for me to not be sick anymore and so you know that was stressful I believe I went to the hospital a couple other times during my pregnancy just from being so sick and then another really hard thing was my sister-in-law at the time had lost two pregnancies and but I do know the stress of having a pregnancy when someone close to you is either having trouble getting pregnant or lost a pregnancy and the stress that that puts and makes yourself feel. So that was a huge weighing stress on me. Also, I'm 21 at the time. (laughs) And then I had another very close friend lose a baby far in her pregnancy. So just I mean, I was full of anxious anxiety before I even had them, is my my point. And everyone, anyone listening to this is going to have their own stories, their own stresses, whatever. But I did learn that a stressful pregnancy and a stressful environment can cause these things to be worse after you deliver. So I had Ari, perfect delivery. And the light at the end of the tunnel of my pregnancy was for whatever reason, the last three to four weeks of my pregnancy, I quit being sick. I gained weight. I loved being pregnant. (laughs) It was like a beautiful 25 days of the end of my pregnancy. And I also had an amazing, amazing delivery. Like no pain. Everything went quickly. I pushed for like five minutes. Everything was fine. He was beautiful. He was perfect. I literally was obsessed with him like every single mom is going to be. And all the things that was told to me were true. I had never felt a love like that. You know, I was, it was the most beautiful moment of my life. All of those things that everybody tells you. I was on top of things, like I would nurse and I was cleaning and you know how they tell you to nap and the baby sleeps. I was like, no, not me. Like there, there's this high that you get when you have a baby because you're just like, I can't believe this little baby's here. You're so in love. You're so happy. I guess the best way to explain this is to jump forward to when I really recognized that things were happening because one of the biggest things in this conversation that I think is important is I couldn't see things happening when they were happening and I didn't realize that I had these things until I was about five, six months postpartum. So this, the things that I'm going to talk about went on for five to six months before I really had the acknowledgement that it was even happening. And one of the, the things that even finally made me realize was Josh finally came to me and like had this Google sheet pulled up and was like, will you read this article for me? And it was about postpartum anxiety and depression. And he said, I, I really want you to read through this and talk to me about it. And I'm grateful that he did that because I didn't think that I had those things. I was starting to get to the point where I knew something was wrong. But what I said about the two pages of what is postpartum depression, let me give you a rundown of what I believed was postpartum depression and why I didn't look any further into thinking that I needed help with something. I thought postpartum depression was you didn't want your baby. You had your baby and you didn't like your baby and you didn't want to be a mom. Like that is what the, that is how I saw what postpartum depression was. 
And I was like, well, I absolutely do not have that because my experience was I was obsessed with my child. My child was my joy, my happiness, the only thing that began to matter to me. And I didn't want anyone to touch him. I didn't want anyone to be around him. I wanted us to crawl into a bubble and live there forever. So I didn't even explore any of these things because I thought postpartum depression had one color and that was it. She didn't feel connected to her baby and she desperately grieved the life of just her and her husband. Again, that's not my experience, but like I said, this shows up in so many different ways and I've heard so many different examples that it's just worth bringing in anything that I can remember from any conversation from anyone is like she didn't feel connected to the baby, she didn't shower, all those things that you hear, and she just missed her life with her husband. So back to my experience, here are some of the things that transpired for me. So my anxiety was so bad that I think a lot, I think almost every single mom does a thing where they check if their baby is breathing, but I did this to the extreme. Like I was so afraid to go to sleep at night to the point where I probably put my child at risk because of my own anxiety and fear as far as I the first two or three nights I made a barricade of pillows and slept sitting up holding him because I was like I was sure I was absolutely positive if I wasn't holding him or touching him that he was going to die like I had this incredible fear that he was going to die for no reason he was healthy. I was doing everything right. He was sleeping the right way. I was so fearful that he was going to die. And I couldn't like put into words my fear and I couldn't rationalize at the time that it was these this anxiety or this depression or my hormones causing these crazy thoughts. Like everything felt justified to me at the time. We had a balcony in our apartment and like a loft, I guess, it's not a balcony. Uh, we had a loft and that's where our bedroom was and it was a high loft like up to your chest like and I remember when Ari was like about a month old he started doing that thing where when you hold him they kind of like kick off your chest a little bit and I couldn't sleep and I was tossing and turning and I woke Josh up at two in the morning and I was like hey hey and he's like what and I was like if you pick up our son you need to be two feet away from that balcony and he's like, what are you talking about? You guys, I couldn't sleep because all I could think about was Josh was going to drop our baby over the balcony. <laughs> and excuse me if I laugh through this because humor is just kind of how I deal with things. But at the time, that was so real to me. Josh was not going to drop our baby over the balcony. He's a grown man who, by the way, has already raised... A full healthy child he was not just going to slip and trip and drop our newborn over the balcony but these were the kind of thoughts that I was having when I was driving I would stare at him in the rearview mirror and I don't know how I didn't wreck our car and kill us both because I was so afraid that him back there in his car seat he was going to quit breathing and these were just like the anxious thoughts about him there are so many other things that I went through like I had extreme anger and like everything made me so angry and I literally 
hated Josh and my stepson. Like, to the point where I didn't talk to either one of them. Like, I didn't want them around. And it this, like, this part makes me emotional to talk about. This part makes me emotional to talk about because I couldn't see it at the time and I didn't know that this was happening. But I, I'm going to talk about it because I think that if someone else goes through this, they can see it sooner. I just hated anybody that wasn't Ari. Like, I didn't talk to my friends. I didn't talk to my, my family. Like, I would call my mom and ask her questions but I didn't want anybody else around like I would judge everything that like Josh did with the baby like I was I was just like anyone besides me is going to hurt him and I don't again like I there's this natural reaction women to want to apologize or feel shame or embarrassed of these thoughts and I'm gonna stop myself from apologizing while I'm speaking because this is hormonal this is like something people go through it wasn't my like this hatred like I didn't have any anger like this for anybody before and it just the reality and why it makes me emotional is this season was a huge huge break in my marriage and that's a really hard thing to say and talk about but it is the truth and it is something, like I said, that people can watch out for, or if you've experienced yourself, you can feel less alone in, because I didn't want anybody else to be around me, to touch me, nothing. Like, I just cared about Ari, and I was angry all the time. I I had loss of interest. So, for example, I was, like, the most passionate person ever in my business, and had loved building my business and working and super goal-oriented and I totally lost that like I had no drive to do anything and again I didn't notice at the time but looking back I would leave like all the lights off in the house and I would just have like cartoons on and it would just be me and Ari all day was nursing another problem you know, that Josh and I have both talked about was we opened a location, a new location, literally right after I had Ari, which looking back was a terrible decision. But again, we didn't know. And so I was alone all the time. And when you're having these kind of thoughts and you don't realize you're acting this way and you have like this anger and this anxiety and you're just kind of like not getting off the couch all day, the worst thing is for you just to be alone all the time. And I'm trying to think, like, anything else. But basically, he pulled up this thing in, this, like I said, five, six months because I was crying. I was talking to him, and I'm, like, telling him this stuff. I'm, like, I just don't care about anything. I don't want to talk to anybody. And never once was I thinking, oh, this is something hormonal that has happened to you because you had a baby. I was thinking, what the hell is wrong with me? One more thing that I I realized after was I absolutely, the the depression part that I had was I was mourning the the person that I was before I became a mom. And that sentence is so hard to say because it makes me feel, it makes me feel like somehow I'm not being grateful for the fact that I had a baby, but that's not true. There is a loss that happens when you become a mom. 
there is a loss of your old life. And for my friend that I was talking about, she missed the life of her and her husband without somebody else there. For me, I grieved my independence. So for example, I grieved the ability to wake up and decide that I was going to the gym or or drive three hours home without having to nurse and take care of a baby and and the loss of just going to bed when I wanted or getting up when I wanted. Resentment towards Josh because he didn't, he could leave at all times. And this part is so hard for me to explain because I wouldn't have ever left Ari alone with him. Like I never would have left his side because of my anxiety and making sure he was okay. Also a jealousy that he got to leave and go to work all day. It's so hard to explain and honestly if you haven't felt this then you might this conversation just might sound crazy but it was like this baby made me the happiest person in the entire world and I wanted nothing more to be with him all day but I was also grieving a life that I had before him that is just what it is and what it was and those are some of my experiences with it I'm sure that there were others that I can't you know remember um but he pulled up this thing and it said loss of appetite and I never was hungry. I was eating on a strict schedule to keep my breast milk. But besides that, I didn't want to eat at all. Um, difficulty sleeping. I never slept. Irritability. <laughs> I mean, I was the most irritable person ever. I was so hateful and so angry and difficult concentrating. I had a hard time working my business. Um, loss of interest. I was on edge constantly. I felt guilt for everything. I felt guilt for everything I did, everything I didn't do. Constant fear, like him not breathing and darkness, those kind of things. And I was thinking about my friend earlier, and I feel like God just sent this to me. But I was thinking about my friend, and I haven't really been like all over social media much for my own you know, focusing on mental health, and I was just scrolling through a post, and I see long post ahead, and I read this super long thing, and I actually asked her for permission to talk about this, but I haven't heard back from her yet, so I'm not going to say her name, but she wrote her entire experience with this, and she had a very different kind. She had, again, her daughter was the happiest thing that she ever had, and her life was absolutely perfect, but she had the these feelings of darkness and not wanting to be alive anymore. And she shared the story, and I was cr- bawling my eyes out like half an hour ago reading this. She went on a family vacation and just kept having thoughts of like, what if she just jumped off the balcony? And she said something that touched me so much because she said, I never, ever considered myself somebody that would be suicidal but postpartum depression and thoughts of suicide don't discriminate I personally didn't have any feelings of suicide but this just shows you you have no idea what your hormones are going to do and and how it's going to shift like she's she said in her post literally everything was what she wanted she had a great relationship she had she was on a vacation. She loved her daughter. She, It wasn't circumstantial. It was literally her hormones and how having a baby affected her. And she talked about how she got help and 
when the she got on medication and when that medication didn't work she switched to a different one and she had the courage to talk to the people closest to her around her about it and in my situation Josh came to me to talk about it like I didn't recognize it and then she did and could talk about it and she chose to get on a medication that helped her and then do the work over the last couple years to get to a healthy place mentally I chose to not go the medication route but I did a, a lot of other things to fix it and work on it and figure it out and acknowledge it and, t- and I'm having this conversation now as part of it because there are so many different avenues and ways to get help but honestly one of the best ones is just having this conversation because I have friends that cried all day long and couldn't get out of bed and felt like they couldn't take care of their baby and then I have a friend that like I said, looks at me like I have two heads and is like, I never experienced that. Like, I just loved being a mom and I just rocked it and I was tired and cranky, but I, you know, you don't know and you have no idea. So I think one of the best ways to help people is just to open up the conversation. Hey, I had an experience where postpartum anxiety and a little bit of depression really affected me. And there's a lot of different ways that it can show up. And I'm going to check on you for a while after you have a baby. If you have any thoughts and feel like you are absolutely insane, you're not. And you, I'm somebody that you can talk to about it if you want to. And maybe, you know, having this conversation just kind of like allows you to see if you are somebody who didn't have any of those anxious thoughts or didn't have depression. There's stories so much worse so much different than mine there there are all kinds of stories and every single woman's going to feel a different way but I do think like we look at society and it's just like you get married and have kids or whatever we have a we have a baby sprinkle or gender reveal party and we have some pink cupcakes and get you a onesie maybe drop off a casserole the first week and then it's like see you later and I just want to be like Raising kids, having a baby, having a pregnancy, having a baby, the loneliness, the decisions whether you are a stay-at-home mom and you have to deal with all of the, the stress and depression and joy of that, or you decide to be a working mom and you have to deal with all of the stress, depression, and joy of that. There are so many conversations to have and support around people becoming a mom and what it means and what it means for somebody who has a terrible partner or has an awesome relationship or has a spouse that feels completely left like I made I made again this like stuff makes me emotional but like I made Josh feel like he was unimportant and not by any of my own recognition or recognizing like I just only focused on Ari like that was a mistake that I made that you know I take responsibility for but I also didn't see that I was doing it this the dealing with um not wanting to be touched because a baby is literally attached to your boob at all times there's people that are 
have a baby and they're a single mom or have a baby and they have to deal with their the list goes on and I guess I just like to have the conversation because I think it is such an important one and if you're a mom a new mom listening to this and really happy for you or things are really dark or you are having feelings that you feel so shameful about like if you're jealous like I said like how I felt jealous of Josh and then guilty for feeling that or wanting to go back to work but not wanting to feel the guilt of getting a babysitter or wanting to feeling like you should nurse but hate breastfeeding there I just want to give you some me too (laughs) I just want to give you some everyone goes through something like this and if you have someone in your life that you love that is having babies, I just want to open up the space for the conversation of whatever it is, whether it's having someone to talk to or you being an advocate and watching for the changes in their behavior or you being the mom that feels like you're crazy or you're a bad person or you're a bad mom or you've only ever seen media portrayed that people are just swaddling and singing to their baby and their house is clean and everything's perfect and you feel completely alone I you are not and the more conversations I have most people have been affected in some way debilitating anxiety or depression and needed medication or like I said I chose not to go that route personally but I did start tons of researching and working on myself and figuring out what was happening I mean the fact that I'm able to have this conversation and replay things in my head and see where things where I was doing things or where I'm I can't believe I felt the way that I felt like that's why I can giggle about the fact that I thought Josh was going to drop our baby off a balcony because why would he do that? He he would never drop Ari off a balcony. That right there is a red flag and that my mind was not in the right, like my brain was foggy, like I was thinking crazy things. I was staring in the rearview mirror instead of at the road. It's scary. There are scary things that can happen. And I feel like if this conversation has felt downer, it's the last thing that I wanted because let me tell you, he made me grow and gave me so much empathy as a person and literally is the greatest gift that God has ever given me is to become his mom and become a mom. And I think most moms feel that way. There are a lot of other feelings attached to it and there's a lot of overcoming and working through yourself and I feel like the worst things for a mom is to be silenced or felt trapped in thoughts or feelings or emotions because you don't want someone to look at you and say you're a bad mom or you're not capable or whatever. I think all your feelings are validated. There's so many people. It's one of the things that I ask moms a lot because I want to see different people's perspective and hear different people's perspective because like I've said the word perspective a lot in these podcasts because if the people around you like me were around me we didn't have these conversations 
until after, until I had, until I started having them. And then people tell you stories, and you're like, oh my, like the kind of, you know, me getting choked up about my friend, like she didn't want to be alive anymore. Like her thoughts were going that dark. And she said she had the thought of they would be better off without her. That's not her thinking that. That is, that is a hormonal like reaction to having a baby and you know thank god that she had the courage to talk about it and get help and like get on a path to do better it can show up in screaming matches with your partner and you don't know why because you are having this anger that you don't know where it's coming from or why and we didn't even get in we didn't even get into feelings of yourself and the way you look and now you got this this these boobs and the body and like there's just it is such a huge thing that I feel like society we just like sweep under the rug and we move keep moving like nothing's going on it's an important conversation that I wanted to have so I guess the main goal of this was just for someone listening to not feel alone and then have the perspective in your own life with the people closest to you to be willing for a supportive conversation or to help advocate for them if you are noticing these things because I'm so thankful that he brought this Google search to me and was like can you read this because I just felt crazy and when you feel crazy or that you're alone it just is going to make everything worse and if you have people to talk to and books to read and resources and if you got to take medication or whatever you got to do to understand that it's a season of being a mom and beginning and really ending of your other life I just think it's a really important conversation that I am proud to talk about even if you know it's it's the things are hard to say so I really hope that this gave you value and if you have a new mom and like I said it's a it's a hard conversation because you don't want to scare somebody and I don't want to like I said I really wasn't trying to make this a downer mood it's just a real conversation this does give you value and you can relate to it. I would love to hear your feedback. I love when people send me messages um, and share the podcast on your social medias or with someone that you love and you think that it could be useful for. And 